Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sweet Suplex Retweet. Hello and welcome to this, the latest edition of Saturday Draft Live here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am Steve Wilson and for this first scoring week of season 18 of the draft, I am joined by David Hockney. David, how are you? Yes, new season. It's 18 now, barely legal. And yeah, just ready to kick off a new season. Yes, absolutely. The draft is now ready to hit the town, lock up your daughters or not. That's not <laughs> Oh, uh, you'll be on the receiving end of that uh, of that line one day. Oh, mate, don't even start me on it. Don't even start <laughs> me on it. The dread is getting there with uh, just just like under four months to go for myself. But enough about me. Let's get on to the points. And we have two people this week, Dave, on uh, six points. Uh, solid enough starts to the season. We have Cody Rhodes, Gary's captain, and Orange Cassidy. That big fifth round draft pick for Jack Graham mm-hmm. um, it's been, we've been specu- speculating obviously since selection that Will Orange Cassidy's sell by date for points kind of run down but you know a super start for him again you know while the points are there and while the you still got the belt on him maybe mm-hmm. run with it yeah successful title defence for him against Wheeler Utah on Dynamite certainly gets him on the board, but I'm still baffled as to how he went as a fifth round pick over a lot of others, given how well he did last season as a first round pick for for Team Goat. But I think maybe in a lot of people's eyes, you know, they thought he was going to drop the title at some point this season, so that might have spooked them off. But it's a really, really strong start for what was a very strong pick at the end of last season. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that fifth round, he's got at least two points over the next best performing so far from week one of Austin Theory. Didn't think I'd say Austin Theory would be that high up <laughs> on the points there, but hey-ho, stranger things have happened. And Cody Rhodes, you know, it's a it's a familiar case in terms of Cody Rhodes does the does the business when we need them to and yes, uh, should hopefully for Gary be another decent points one, but would it be enough to get Gary high up the league this year? It's difficult to say at this point. Um, but, you know, Cody Rhodes is, is all over the product to this at this point, you know, coming off a huge win over Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I guess it just remains to be seen where he goes from here um, up to Survivor Series, because I think in everybody's mind, he is a potential candidate to main event WrestleMania yet again in Philadelphia. 
Uh, so I think it's it's difficult to say, but as long as he's heavily featured on the product and gets regular wins uh, across Raw, I think he should be in good hands uh, with uh, with Gary's team. Yeah, I think so too. I think he'll do a decent enough, but whether he'll be enough compared to some of the title holders remains to be seen. Speaking of title holders, uh, number two this week, my captain and Gunter on seven points. Closely approaching the record, Dave, for the longest intercontinental title reign. He defends next week against Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Could this be a case, a very fruitful start for me now with the ring general? I think so, yeah. I mean, we said last season, I think Gunther was going to be around one pick from the get-go, given that he's, you know, within an arm's reach of becoming the longest reigning IC champion of all time. He's got a, a back and forth with Alpha Academy at the minute. Um, you know, Ludwig Kaiser uh, is getting some singles action as well, but it's all about Gunther and the Intercontinental title. Chad Gable's finally getting a, a bit of a push as a singles guy, but it's, um, yeah, this is this is good for you, I think, because... I think it's almost set in stone that Gunther is going to be the, the longest IC champion. And with your with your captaincy on him defending the title this week and possibly again at either payback or fast lane, it's uh, it's easy points for you at this point. And Gunther did uh, did keep me afloat last season when I had him as my team captain. Well, my disappointment is the match isn't happening on the pay-per-view, which lets me down a wee bit on it. But still, he's on TV solidly right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I can't title points at any point earlier in the season is very good. So definitely best to keep it going. And top of the table, doing the business again. It feels like a foregone conclusion that she will consistently do the business. The number one pick of the draft this season, Rhea Ripley, eight points. We wrote off Elliot Cantor's team, rightfully so, with that Ronda Rousey pick last week. Mm-hmm. But with a juggernaut like Ripley, Elliot could be looking at a nice, respectable uh, season performance in the draft if obviously mm-hmm. the rear momentum just continues the way it has been going in the last year to 18 months. Yeah, I think she's been the, the number one overall pick for three seasons in a row now. And, you know, the proof is right here. You know, she's top scorer yet again uh, this week. She's all over the product. She's getting consistent wins. You know, she beat Indy Hartwell this week and seems to be having a bit of a feud with the, the members of the way a little bit. You know, Candice LeRae was also getting involved, a potential title defence against Candice down the line. And she's also featured alongside Dom Dom whenever he's, uh, wherever he's on NXT. So regular appearances, regular wins. And I think I mentioned a few weeks back that Rhea hasn't been pinned since like May 2022 against Liv Morgan. So she's gone over 440 days without being pinned. So if she keeps that streak going, it's, you might as well just give Elliot the points at this point. Oh, could you imagine when you mentioned that feud with the way, uh, imagine <laughs> the scenes if that feud started a few weeks earlier. <laughs> Judgment Day <laughs> DIY, definitely. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about the, uh, the Candice LeRae points that Chris Anthony Lopez could have got. Oh, of course, yeah, that, would have, last that season. would have saved him. It would have been very interesting, you know, but let's not dwell on history. Let's look into the future. And we go to our table now, obviously. One week into the table, very hard to make a judgment on who will be winning it at this point. I mean, at this point last season, Scott McLeod was bottom or near the bottom. So you can't really take too much from this early point scoring, but we'll go into it now again. We'll just reaffirm that whoever finishes bottom this season will be getting relegated to spending a season in the Listener's League. Unless, of course, it is Elliot Cantor, where it will be the second lowest performer 
will be going down to that Listeners League for one season. And currently at the bottom, we have Andy Mitchell with the Glasgow University Cricket Club. We don't like cricket and we don't love it either, clearly. Cricket's uh, shite. Six points for Andy on that one. And his closest competitor to the bottom is Ross McLeod, FT Arsehole, on eight points. Ross might be sweating a wee bit, Dave, with the... <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a little short of cash at the minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he may have shot his shot too early, putting the F, the, F, the captaincy on the FTR. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, is ske- he is still scheduled for all in, though, so I wouldn't. Uh... He is scheduled for all in, yes, but would you be confident that FTR will retain the titles at all in now? Probably not. Wouldn't be so sure, so it could be another dodgy season for Ross. Uh, and above him in 11th place, we have Tom Brock with a platypus, Perry the platypus, uh, on 10 points. Then just above him, Callum Bennett with follow James B underscore one on Twitter. I don't, can't believe I need to say that every week on 11 Jesus points. Christ. Uh, then just above them, both on 12 points, we have Scott McLeod with the Dave Hockney Better Wi Fi fund. Uh, that fund's clearly not doing too well as Scott's in the middle of the table. And <laughs> Ryan Douglas with Bergetti arms like spaghetti, 12 points. I saw Bergetti live, that makes all, so much sense. Uh, as his arms really like spaghetti oh that's not to go on about it Ryan McRae <laughs> um, seventh place Grant McRobbie with roll to draft I mean given how Grant drafted he'll be very happy with that Fox Sweets performance I think this is the highest in the rankings he's been uh, ever since he joined no he was uh, his very first season uh, when he had Drew during that kind of Covid oh, of course yeah. era. he was right up at the top for a lot of the season so I think he finished further fourth that year so uh, hopefully Grant will have a respectful season uh, he, Grant's main goal is just to avoid relegation with this team so he, I think he will do that at the current uh, standings uh, joint fifth we have Gary Kerlihan and Jack Graham with uh, Team Viscera and a million ways to fuck up the draft both in 15 points uh, then it's yourself Dave uh, mm-hmm. a nice wee end to the week for you uh, 17 points with the West End Country Club mm-hmm. and then we have a top three uh, probably maybe a wee bit of a surprise but a lot of his points have come from your rip play. Elliot Cantor with May Young's son on 18 points. Then we have Team then we have Team Goat uh, on 19 points. And then in the lead with 21 and a half points, it's me with Doofus Mouth's Evil Incorporated. Jeez, oh. I'm very happy with that first week. Uh, we mentioned about Gundwim. There's also a nice uh, retention of the title for Tony D'Angelo and Stacks on NXT, which I did not expect going into NXT, so I was very happy to see mm-hmm. how that went. Yeah, you know what you were saying about uh, Elliot's team as well? Like, he has 18 points at the minute, 15 of them are from Rare Ripley. That's Everybody cool. else has one or zero. And it could be argued, that I think Grant's also the same. He's got 10 points with Dom Dom. Everybody else on his team is one or zero. Same with Gary. Cody Rhodes, 12 points. Everybody else, one or zero. It's you can see where the juggernaut teams are starting to to take shape here. Yes, it's you, you, you can find with the draft that there are seasons that you will have one pick doing above it. Ross famously won a draft with Big E. You pretty much getting the points for him. Ryan Dalglish won his draft with a five-person team. Mm-hmm. So. You, 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 there's, a, there's an argument that consistency works, but at the same time, you have one person who just keeps grabbing the points all the time and you can afford to have these people like Ronda Rousey, Ricochet, Penelope Ford on your team and still do not too bad. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, we now have, Dave, our first look at the Listeners League. Uh, mm-hmm. 33 participants in the Listeners League this season, another record. So we continue to have great interest in that league. 
have they grasped how to draft yet? I mean, during during the week when they were picking, they seemed to not have a clue how the pots were made. So I'm interested to see how they've done uh, one week into the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we have a, a three-way tie for fourth, fifth, and sixth. So, and we do have a former winner amongst them. So we have Elora May with only Prince, John Sly with Hurt Business Itch, and JP with Vince Touch Me Up on twenty-eight points apiece. So John Sly operating with his captain of Rhea Ripley. JP also Captain Rhea Ripley and Elora May, surprise, surprise, Captain Rhea Ripley, which I think this seems to be a running trend of the, the listeners league this season because Rhea Ripley has been picked 18 times out of the 33 participants. So more than half the field have chosen Rhea Ripley. Uh, but looking into third place now, we have former winner Adam Callier with reach for the daily stars, climb every mountain higher, uh, just half a point ahead on 28 and a half. Adam, uh, unsurprisingly, also got the captaincy on Ray Ripley. But I think an extra points getter for him this week was a win from the Street Profits over the OC. And surprisingly, they're, they've been the second most selected team uh, or selected pick by a listeners league team. They've been selected 13 times. Uh, once more above CM Punk, who was picked 12 times, and Orange Cassidy and Rey Mysterio, respectively, being picked 11 times. So those are your top five selected picks for this season. Street Profits, I wasn't expecting to be so high, but then again, you know, you get Jack Graham's thinking of selecting Bobby Lashley and the Profits as a stable. So, And they seem to be on a, a good start with their heel run as of late. So moving on to second place now, we have... Martin Best with Demand It Now on 32 points. Uh, he got five points from Drew McIntyre this se- from this week, winning with Matt Riddle. And the Orange Cassidy title defense gets him six points. Uh, and unsurprisingly, he also has Ray Ripley as team captain. But the Listeners League leader at the end of week one, Ross Henderson with the TNA frontline on 33 points. So still very, very close here and there. But... As mentioned with Martin's team, the wins for Drew and Orange certainly help him out. But what helps Ross out this week is the additional win from Charlotte Flair, where she teamed with Bianca to defeat Damage Control. So it's um, the points are starting to rack up. But on paper, Ross Henderson's team is looking pretty juicy at the minute. You know, Ray Ripley, Drew McIntyre, Charlotte Flair, Alpha Academy, Orange Cassidy and Karrion Cross, who is yet to score. I mean, if he'd just chosen Rey Mysterio, he would have probably gotten a little extra boost up the table but you know I digress and you know this on paper does look like a potentially winning team uh, we usually we quite like some of these listener league team names Dave is there anybody on that uh, 33 list who have been quite creative this year in your opinion mm, uh, one just stuck out to me straight away it's a phrase we've we've used quite a lot uh, courtesy of Big E we have David Jindoan Jindoian who with who has big meaty men slapping meat and uh, Bertie Wanless who has why haven't Arsenal sold Lokonga yet one for all you you football fans out there we also have Gary Morris returning with We Are The People who's sadly a little bit further down the table this time around um, Robert fucking Shaw is not back with the draft bastards instead he's got Monday Night Shaw in there uh, Ross Brady, former winner. We have Carrion Crossco. <laughs> oh, flashback to the uh, the old days of ESSR there. 
And finally, I think one that uh, <laughs> one that also stuck out to me here is Tam McKay, the Listeners League finalists from last season, uh, snorting bloodlines. He's on 20 points at the minute. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, for anybody uh, from the main league who's particularly interested, Matt Smith, uh, big campaign to have Matt Smith back in the, the main league quickly as possible. Currently sitting 19th place. Uh, on 20 points with Logan Paul cost me the big one so not quite just there yet for Matt but we will continue to monitor uh, Mr Smith's progress as it goes on David Campbell will be petitioning as we speak Um, interesting as well when you talk about the people who were picked from the listeners league uh, in terms of the overall drafts, I mean, you mentioned Rhea Ripley picked by 18 people over half the draft uh, and the Street Profits picked by 13. Uh, other high uh, selected picks were the likes of CM Punk, Orange Cassidy and Rey Mysterio, as you mentioned. I think there was quite an influx for Rey Mysterio, Dave, mm-hmm. following on from his US title win on Fre- on SmackDown last week. Uh, a lot of the picks for the listeners league tend to come in just before Raw, just to kind of wait. And Rey Mysterio was just there was a surge at that particular point. Yeah, but, definitely. I mean, I sort of lucked out a little bit because I had Rey Mysterio as my sixth round pick, so I just wanted somebody who was consistent on TV. I was not expecting him to walk out with the United States title on SmackDown, so I think I've had a bit of stroke of luck there with the the Rey Mysterio selection. I mean, Orange Cassidy at round five, though, I think that's a no brainer for a lot of people as well. But um, before we round up the quickly last bit, one thing, uh, bit of feedback I got from the listeners league picking it was um, how difficult it was when it came to picking someone from round six. And there seemed to have been a consensus that this was the worst round six pot that's ever been produced. <laughs> what do you think? This is a second season in a row we've had a big drafting selection with 13 this season 14 last season obviously it gets really it gets quite difficult what is your do you think that this round six is just highlighted is it either highlighted just how competitive how big the draft is or is people are people just picked absolutely poorly here uh it's probably a bit of both i mean with 13 people it's one of the uh, the larger seasons that we've had so at that point there's a lot of people scraping the bottom of the barrel but if you're if you really pay attention as to you know who's left in the selection process, you can come up with some real gems, and you might just luck out in uh, some cases, a la you know me picking Rey Mysterio. But looking at the the round sixes selection, there, you've got some potentially big scorers there, even for round six purposes. You know, Zelina Vega, you know she basically carried season five on her back with all those appearance points uh, as part of like Andrade's stable. Um, Grayson Waller. You know, I think we've uh, we talked about him before in the past. You know, a, a fast rising star getting good feature points with the Grayson Waller effect. Not as many matches, though, and not as many wins, but he's going to be featured week in and week out. So appearance points is definitely a, a possibility there. The wise man, Paul Heyman, is round six as well. He I mean, he's been picked six times out of the out of the listeners league teams, which is still, again, very good for appearances because it's it's still a hotly discussed topic you know the bloodline in general but none of the competitors were on wwe tv this week so it's i suppose there's that um i suppose there's that uh uncertainty about you know what's going to happen with jimmy and jay what the payback booking is going to look like but i think with the knowledge that you know that Rey mysterio won the united states title on smackdown i think it would have been a no-brainer to choose him in in round six but there was still 
definitely a few other candidates there that could have that could have helped uh, folk at least rack up a few appearance points. Yeah, I mean, there was only three, I believe, if I remember rightly, from the final pot that weren't picked overall. That was uh, Blair Davenport, Penelope Ford, and funnily enough, JD McDonough. Nobody picked him. Could you? Mm. Does he look potentially the steal of that round based on what happened on Raw? There is potential for JD McDonough because there have been reports, you know, the Judgment Day might be getting a bit of a shake-up. And JD McDonough, you know, he's had interactions with Finn Balor, you know, way before like SummerSlam and Money in the Bank, etc. He still needs to sort of make waves in terms of, you know, standing out as a solo performer because he was in the Battle Royal, but he got eliminated quite quickly. This it could be it could be big if they decide to shake up Judgment Day, but I think from my perspective, Judgment Day is a formula that's working pretty well. Let's just let the story unfold. And if they've got a plan in motion, just go with it. If it feels natural to include JD McDonough in it, then by all means have him have him wedged in there. Um but I still think um with the majority of people picking Rey Mysterio, I'd say he's the the best round six pick they could have had. Yeah, I will uh, correct myself there. Blair Davenport was a five-round pick, not a six-round pick. So uh, mm-hmm. it's really just J.D. McDonough and Penelope Ford from that one. But yeah, Rey Mysterio looks like the safe bet currently at the moment. Uh, whether he's going to be in a, some sort of feud uh, with the likes of Austin Fury again in a rematch. Ellie Knight was involved in SmackDown last night with it. Uh, obviously, there's the, the potential of something with Santos Escobar. They're trying to tease some dissension within the LWO. So it'll be mm. interesting how that one particularly goes. But again, that's pretty much it for, for on the first edition of these season 18 scoring for our for the draft here at ESSR uh, we'll continue to keep you up to date in a lot more detail in the weeks to come there's a lot of big stuff we're going to talk more in the coming weeks about the comeback of the listeners league cup that's going to be back in a knockout format uh, pretty much some interesting ties in that particular one so we'll talk about that in a few weeks uh, we'll have our listeners league teams to beat as well in there to kind of mm-hmm. buzz it on SDL to talk about that as well and of course there's a couple of big pay-per-views coming up uh, all in in eight days from today at the time of recording. So that's going to be an interesting point scorer, especially with all out the week after. So some big points and the potential there for AEW. So that's something we'll talk about as the scoring goes on. But Dave, it's going to be an interesting season. I think at this one, there's going to be with that relegation in there as well. Mm-hmm. It could be, we could see some shocks just based on the early scoring. Well, we could, um, especially with AEW occurring AEW online next week in Wembley. Some of us from the podcast are going to be there, so your SDL hosts will be rather limited uh, this time next week. But other than that, you know, it is going to be a, a very important few weeks, especially with, with payback coming up as well for WWE. But AEW is going to be the talk of the town now that they've sold, um, they've now sold, allegedly sold more tickets than WrestleMania 32. So yeah. it's going to be something spectacular. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and we will keep you up to date with that on ESSR Central, or you show you're on the network. Uh, so, And if you want to keep track of this season all the way through to its conclusion at Survivor Series, please hit the subscribe button now to get all the SDL content every Saturday, every week. Uh, that is every Saturday, but I digress. Uh, Dave, <laughs> thanks again for joining me on this show this week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's great to great to be starting a new season. Yep, I've been Steve Wilson, and we will see you next week. Cheers, guys. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.